Welcome to the Wrestling Philosophy Show, where we discuss unique perspectives and beliefs on the sport of wrestling. Give us a follow or subscribe on various social media platforms, including YouTube, Spotify, and Apple Podcast. Enjoy the show. In this episode, we sit down with Pankyo Chander of Springfield College. He shares his competition and coaching path and how he's arrived at Springfield College, along with the history of the program with Jeff Blatnick and being one of the winningest programs in NCAA history. Joined today with Pankyo Chander. How are you doing today, Coach? Doing well, Jared. Thanks for having me on, brother. Yeah, I've been uh, talked with Coach Malave. He said you're someone I had to have on. Uh, been following you. Put out some great content. Uh, seen your podcast. So, so welcome. First off, uh, could you fill the listeners in on your background? Yeah, yeah. So, uh, shout out to Josh. He's uh, he's been a great mentor from afar and and close. And and so so I appreciate uh, appreciate that plug. And and uh, no, so I'm I'm originally from uh, Southwest Long Island, New York. Um, section eight wrestling. So, um, you know, New York for you guys, uh, for people that know New York wrestling, it's split up into sections. So, so I was a section eight guy and, and, uh, grew up in, in Southwest Long Island and, uh, really didn't get introduced to wrestling till, you know, middle school. So, so I didn't start, um, you know, wrestling till, till pretty late, um, maybe in comparison to some other, um, you know, college wrestlers or, or college coaches for that matter. But, uh, but I think that benefited me, you know, in the long run where, you know, I wasn't a guy who got burnt out, you know, when I got to college and, and, uh, really had a strong love for the sport and, um, you know, had a great middle school coach who I still talk to to this day. And I think he was a big reason why I, you know, continue to uh, stay involved in the sport, you know, at the highest level. And, um, and so, uh, you know, got really serious about the sport, uh, probably around, you know, ninth grade, a little bit after ninth grade, uh, started uh, wrestling at a club called Ascend Wrestling Club. Okay. Um, I know some people may know that, um, know that name, a guy named Craig Vitagliano runs it, or you may know Craig from, uh, the guru archives page that he runs and he's, uh, he does a really great job with, uh, you know, uploading some really vintage, uh, content, um, of international wrestling, you know, from right. back, back in the day. And, um, so Craig, Craig is, uh, someone who I, you know, give a lot of credit to for, you know, my wrestling knowledge and, and, um, you know, my understanding of the sport and, um, really was a guy who got me to love international wrestling. You know, he pushed us to, to really watch international wrestling all the time, the world championships, the world cup, the Pan Ams, you know, you name it. Um, so, so really, you know, started to study the sport, um, you know, through Craig and, and had a lot of great training partners in that room, even though at the time when, you know, when I was at, uh, when we started going, when I started going to ascend, it was kind of in its infancy a little bit, the club hadn't really, uh, matured too much. Um, but we still had a lot of great guys in the room. And, um, and so I got to train with, uh, with a lot of great wrestlers and, and, uh, got to be around a lot of great coaches in Long Island wrestling and, and, uh, and then went on to Russell Wilkes university, uh, which is a division three school in Northeast Pennsylvania. Um, a lot of people may know it from, uh, maybe the Wilkes open back in the day. I know that was a, you know, really big tournament. It's actually, I think one of the oldest, uh, open tournaments in the country. Um, it's going and it's like 80, uh, I think 80, 83rd or 84th year or something like that. You know, we might, we might. We might need a fact check there, but, uh, but yeah, one of the oldest open tournaments in the country, um, probably one of the most competitive ones before the Midlands was, uh, was in place, you know, but now, now the Midlands is definitely, um, taking precedent over that, but, um, but yeah, had a really great experience under, uh, you know, coach John Lobbins Lager and, uh, coach Mitch Marks who, you know, were really great mentors, um, you know, took mentoring and coaching really seriously running a program, um, was, was really serious to them. And so, um, 
and so really got to you know understand what what uh college coaching uh required you know through them what it demanded um and it was a lot of hard work and uh takes a lot of time and um you know but even from the just just from the jump in that recruiting process they um I knew that Wilkes was was going to be at home you know so um so it was a great great experience for me had had a lot of great teammates um was on some really competitive teams um and uh, you know, got to train with a lot of wrestlers from uh, Pennsylvania. You know, which uh, which arguably I know you're an Ohio guy. I know we say PA, PA and Ohio going back and forth could, you know, are, are arguably the two best states in the country, right? So, right. Um, so that was that was a real treat for me to you know go from Long Island and, and be in a room with uh, a lot of Pennsylvania hammers and you know even some you know North Jersey, New Jersey hammers and um, and so got to just be in a really uh, you know great room uh, for four years and and. Uh, you know, really loved my experience there. Um, so when I was there, you know, I was kind of a liaison to admissions and, and kind of got involved with, um, you know, giving tours to prospective student athletes and that kind of thing. And so I kind of learned how to recruit a little bit at a, at, you know, while I was an undergrad, you know, and, and so I would have lunch with recruits with our head coach and, and, um, you know, be able to talk to them on about my experience. And, um, and so, you know, and through that, I kind of really started to enjoy that aspect. You know, I, I'd like to think I'm a people person. And so, um, and so for me, uh, that was really enjoyable. And, and um, you know, I, I started to realize, hey, this is, you know, college coaching. Uh, you know, this is a big aspect of college coaching is recruiting. And, you know, that's a lifeline of every program. Right. So um, so I kind of had a, a little bit in my head that, you know, maybe coaching could be a path to know if it was realistic at the time. And, um, you know, I, I was doing stuff with athletic communications because I was a sport management major, you know, in the business school at Wilkes. And, and um, you know, from there. Uh, was was you know doing some sports writing was was doing some some video work and was covering games a lot of places yeah 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 was covering some games and and uh, you know knew knew you know probably halfway through my college career that I wanted to be in college athletics in some capacity I didn't know exactly what that would look like and um, and so as I got closer to graduation you know didn't you know like most wrestlers didn't end my career the way uh, the way I wanted to, and didn't really have the ending that, um, that maybe I envisioned for myself. Um, but still got a lot out of the sport through that, through that process. It was a really, you know, transformational one. And, and, uh, you know, it all started with an opportunity, right. An opportunity to get recruited, an opportunity to, you know, get, you know, get a college degree. And, and, um, and so as I was kind of transitioning out of undergrad and, and finished up uh, school, um, you know, I'd reached out to a couple, um, coaches and, and seeing what was possible in terms of coaching at the college level and and uh you know was was uh was able to you know be a volunteer assistant at Bloomsburg University under you know Ohio guy uh Marcus Gordon um right. you know who is who is a an incredible he's an incredible coach great guy um you know was a two-time state champ at a I believe it was Mapleton Ohio right so right, right down the road and, um right so yep yep and uh and so I you know he built you know, built some powerhouse teams at, at Ashland as an assistant and, and, uh, you know, was at Eastern Michigan and then transferred, uh, to, to Ashland, finished out his career there and coached at Ashland for a while. So, um, you know, built a D2 powerhouse there. So it was a real, it was awesome to, to get my, have my first kind of coaching gig under, under him, uh, because I did learn a lot. It was, was uh, you know, he's, he's extremely knowledgeable and a really humble guy with, um, you know, with, with just, with just a really, you know, great work ethic and, and uh, really respected what it takes to to build a you know competitive program. Yeah, he and my brother um, and go also, way back. He, he yeah. and my brother had some battles growing up, so he's been right. him for a while. Good, great guy, super yeah, great guy. Yeah, and uh, you know, and with you know Marcus's uh, first you know assistant, and 
our head assistant was uh, Russ Hughes, who, you know, was an All-American at Penn State. His, his brother, John, was um, the associate head coach at Lehigh for a while. Um, and, uh, you know, they were on some some great teams at Penn State. You know, they were in that Penn State era with, you know, obviously the Hughes brothers and, and Kerry McCoy and Sinshiro Abe, and, you know, all those great guys. So, right. so for me to have learned under both of those guys, and my first coaching gig was, was, uh, was, you know, was, was instrumental, you know, it was everything that I wanted. And it, it, it just opened, uh, opened my eyes to, you know, what's possible as he, as, as a college coach. And, and I knew that, you know, I really trusted what those guys uh, brought to the table as coaches and, and really respected them. So, um, so I knew what I learned under them could really add value to other programs, you know? And, and so after that year there, I had a really good experience there. I got to, you know, run the high school club, um, in there in that district four pocket of Pennsylvania got to, you know, you know, was able to, you know, one great thing about Marcus was he wasn't, you know, he wasn't a, a micromanager, right. He let his coaches coach. And, and so I got to run the high school club. I got to recruit, I got to, you know, do, uh, you know, do the social media marketing, like right? have, have, uh, be able to position our brand and, and do some, you know, do some things that made a difference in the program. Um, you know, but only being a year there and, and as a volunteer assistant, my time was a little limited. And so I was like, man, I want to coach more, you know, after that year and that summer, I uh, applied to some positions and, uh, you know, was able to land a full-time assistant uh, position at Gettysburg College under another Ohio guy, uh, Andy Vogel, who was, uh, you know, state champ out of CBCA. And, um, and so, you know, him working under him for, for two years as a, as a full-time assistant also, you know, in division three, I wore a second hat as a full-time assistant. So I was also uh, working in athletic communications in that role. And, and uh, so I got a really eclectic experience under, um, you know, at, at that, at that job at Gettysburg as, as a full-time assistant. And, um, and so obviously working under Andy was, uh, was great because, you know, he's one of the most, um, he's one of the most competent coaches and, you know, administratively, he was also our associate athletic director and, and um, you know, just, just a great, great guy. And, um, great wrestling mind as well. Um, you know, he was a guy who's going to challenge your assumptions and, and make you think really deeply about, you know, every, every decision you made and, and, uh, you know, made sure that you were clearing your thinking and, and that you provided the best coaching to your guys, you know? And, and so, um, so that was really a really great experience. Um, and, uh, you know, after, so that I got out of Gettysburg around, uh, May, 2020. So that was kind of when the pandemic was still right. early on and, right. and actually made a, a job transition in the middle of uh, the pandemic um, to Springfield College. So I've been here at Springfield uh, in Western Massachusetts since, uh, you know, the summer of 2020. So basically a full academic year in here and um, it's been good. We've been rolling and, and uh, you know, having a, having a good, we had a good productive year despite no competition. We, we were able to train and, and um, you know, have a lot of time together as a team. And so, so we're excited for, um, you know, for this next, next coming year. So don't you got a lot of experience coaching, right? You've seen different levels and different uh, experiences and, you know, you're a young, young man, right? <laughs> right. You're, you're got a lot of experiences for your age, right? What is your coaching philosophy right now? And I guess why coaching, you know, why, why, why are you in coaching? Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, I think, um, you know, for me, it was, uh, you know, I always admired and adored a lot of the coaches that I had. You know, uh, I felt like they were kind of the um, the people that had taught me a lot of uh, life lessons and and had kind of instilled a lot of important values in me as a as a as a wrestler. And I think you know part of it came you know because I took wrestling so seriously and it's, it's because I cared about the sport so much. You know, and I think um, 
and they, they treated their kind of role as, as educators, you know, they were mentors and, and, um, and so, so I, I really liked uh, the nature of the role. I felt like as a coach, you know, you're, you're coaching guys who really care about the sport as a coach, you really care about the sport. Um, you know, the impact uh, that you could have um, in, in a coaching role is maybe greater than, you know, maybe uh, any other, any other arena, you know, just because it's uh, there's mutually people care about what they're doing. Right. So, so I think that's really, that was really important. Um, but, you know, also just the administrative side of, of college coaching, how versatile the role is, right. Um, you gotta, you gotta market, you gotta recruit, you gotta, um, you know, you gotta fundraise, you, you, you know, no one day is the same. So um, I, I'm not a guy who can do the same thing every day. And, and so for me, you know, college coaching was it, you know, it was, it was, uh, you know, this is a, an area where, um, you know, you could get thrown a lot of different monkey wrenches in a day. You got to figure out problems. You got to find solutions to, you know, you got to find creative solutions to problems. Right. And, and, um, and so for me, that was really, really attractive and, and something that's kept me in it, uh, because the challenges, cause any job has its challenges, right. But, uh, what, what challenges are really worth, uh, enduring. And, and so I felt like the challenges, uh, that coaching, uh, brought are, are really worth enduring, uh, because one, you know, any, any challenges that you deal with, uh, in, in a, in a coaching setting is usually with, with athletes or with people. And, and so anytime you're enduring those challenges and working through them, um, you know, you're, you're a byproduct of that is usually becoming uh, just a better person and, and, um, and also helping other people become better. So, um, so there's, you know, a lot of, a lot of layers to it. Um, obviously winning is fun too, right. It's trying to develop guys and, and develop their skills and, um, you know, develop your own skills as a coach so that, so that you can win at a high level. Um, that's really fun, you know? And, and so, so there was a lot of different, uh, kind of elements to what drew me, uh, uh, to coaching, but, but I do think it's a vehicle, um, to really, you know, shape, shape young people in, in a way that maybe other, um, you know, other areas, uh, don't offer. Right. So what's the differences between Bloomsburg Gettysburg and now now it's Springfield and, and what are you looking forward to at Springfield you know being a, a year in now yeah um I would say you know institutionally the, the schools were very different right um you know, Bloomsburg was a state school Gettysburg was a you know private liberal arts college um you know Springfield is, is a private school as well but the the academic strengths are you know are very different you know you're getting you know kids that are that want to be you know coaches and physical education teachers right for the most part are or strength and conditioning coaches because because that's for kind of where we shine academically um you know and that's not to say every kid wants that but for the most part you know uh, or or uh our most popular and and, and uh, most reputable majors are in those areas so so i would say that you know the to recruiting was was uh was different at every school the, t- the type of um you know the, i think kids are kids anywhere you go right but at the same time the, the, the interests were always a little bit different at those uh, at those schools and um, you know, obviously recruiting looked different at, at Bloomsbury, where it was, uh, you know, division one and, um, you know, de- you know, decisions, uh, on who to recruit was, was, a, looked a lot different than, you know, maybe a, a Gettysburg or a Springfield where, um, you know, we can, we can bring in maybe a higher number of athletes cause we don't have a roster cap or, um, you know, or, or not, uh, you know, maybe uh, putting a guy on a scholarship, you know? And so, so at Springfield, we, we certainly have, uh, probably one of the biggest you know, largest rosters in division three, traditionally, you know, we carry almost 40 guys every year. So, oh, wow. um, you know, and, and, you know, with, with some attrition, right. Just like, just like right. any, any program, right. But yeah, yeah. But, but yeah, we, we definitely have, uh, you know, we definitely have large rosters and, and, um, and so, and so I think those, those are kind of, 
uh, some of the differences, but, um, and so for me, I think that was really important as a, as a coach and as a recruiter to understand uh, now, you know, what separates, uh, you know, schools from, from one another and, and, you know, what, what type of students are going to be uh, the best fit for each school, you know, um, uh, because I think sometimes uh, maybe, uh, you know, as coaches where uh, we want to recruit the best guy and, and, or a really talented guy, but if, you know, we don't have the major that they're looking for or, um, or don't offer the experience that they're looking for, then, um, you know, we can't force a, force a relationship trying to recruit them. Right. And so really understanding, you know, what your, um, what your strengths are academically, um, you know, what type of, um, you know, institution is the best fit for each guy. So th those are some of the things I learned, um, you know, being able to really gauge, you know, what those differences are and have more context now when, when I'm recruiting a kid or talking to someone and knowing, you know, what those, what, what separates us as an institution and really being able to, you know, communicate that. So, so what's yeah. uh, Springfield's strengths? What, what, yeah. what yeah. can they come in? Yeah, so I think, you know, one of the things that, uh, you know, Springfield is kind of known for is our physical education and health education program. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, we, we have such a wide, uh, a long history of, of uh, developing physical education teachers and, and coaches, you know, they kind of, uh, you know, jokingly refer to it as a, as a coach factory or, uh, you know, teacher factory. And so, um, and so that's, that's something that um, we really, uh, you know, can hang our hat on. And, and obviously, you know, we have a, a great strength and conditioning graduate program. Um, you know, that's been in place for, for a long time. And so, you know, I believe it was, uh, you know, a couple of years ago, uh, or it was maybe 2019, it was like, uh, there was a, a Springfield alum on, you know, I think 28 or 29 out of the 32, uh, NFL teams on, a, really? you know, so yeah, so there's, there's a Springfield alum on a side, on the sideline of each of those teams. And, you know, that's between, you know, football coaches or strength conditioning coaches or, um, regardless maybe athletic, of, right that's the yeah, top athletic the, yeah top level. yeah yeah athletic trainers so so between those three programs you know strength and conditioning um you know we have uh we have an athletic administration graduate program we have um an athletic training uh graduate and master's undergrad and master's program right so um so we have a lot of uh programs kind of focused on the human and movement sciences uh sport performance you know um so so between, you know, between those uh, kind of areas, uh, we have a lot to offer. So, so a lot of our guys, you know, are, are uh, you know, we have guys in, that are majoring in sports biology, um, that are majoring in, in physical education, they're majoring in movement sciences, and some of them have minors in coaching or a minor in nutrition, you know, um, you know, exercise science and, and the health sciences are, are really big here. So, um, so that's kind of where we, you know, shine academically. I typically like to say, if you're looking for uh, engineering, you're probably not going to, you know, come to Springfield. Right. But, uh, cause there's probably, there's probably other places that, that are better suited for that. But, um, but for us, I mean, you know, we, we know where our, uh, our strengths are academically. And so, um, so we, we certainly, um, you know, uh, recruit to that. Right. So who yeah. are there some big names on, on the sidelines that, uh, in the sports and in the prof professional level or. Yeah. Well, there's, there's certainly a lot of strength coaches, you know, uh, mm -hmm. I can't, I, you know, I know for, you know, one of our guys, um, uh, one of the Springfield uh, faculty, you know, uh, teachers here and works with our uh, student athletes a lot is a guy named uh, Adam Fight. He's actually, um, you know, he used to work with the Carolina Pan Panthers, was a strength conditioning coach for them for a while and is now is back at Springfield as a Springfield alum, um, you know, and, and so there's a lot of other uh, names like that. I'm, 
but but Adam Adam is one of them that's uh, that's actually come back to Springfield after coaching uh, at the NFL for for a while. Okay, nice. That's yeah. awesome. So obviously, it's a, a big part of developing and and obviously promotion. You know, getting getting you know student athletes there, right? Okay, this is this yeah. is for you because you're you're looking to get into coaching or you know a branch of that. So and that's a big piece for you, correct? That's kind of you know, it's a, it's a small school, right? You're always recruiting and promoting, right? So what are the, some of the things you bring to the table as a coach from the development and uh, recruiting side? Yeah. Um, you know, I think, uh, you know, I think from a recruiting standpoint, it's, it's always been about relationship building. You know, I learned that from, um, you know, from my first uh, coaching gig and with, with working with Marcus and, and Russ and, you know, knowing, knowing early on that, you know, relationships are, um, are everything in, in recruiting, you know, and, and, um, you know, and, and, and you got to remember every, every, every one in the country knows that. Right. And so, right. um, and so how, how can you, um, you know, separate yourself, um, in, in that way. And, um, and I, I do think, you know, uh, a big part of it is, is learning what kids want, um, out of their experience. A lot of that has to do with what they want academically, at least for me, um, and being able to, you know, help them understand how, how, uh, you know, financially things can make sense and academically things can make sense. And, you know, if this is a long-term decision, um, that can make sense for you. Um, you know, how can we, how can we communicate that? So I think for me, it's, it's been, uh, being able to communicate that it's been able to communicate that to parents. Um, and I think, you know, from a standpoint of, uh, recruiting, you know, one, one big thing that, uh, you know, we do a lot is, is, uh, with, with, uh, content marketing, right. And, and, uh, being able to, kind of position our message in a way, um, whether that's through social media marketing or, or uh, written correspondence, whatever it is, you know, how can we uh, kind of communicate who we are, uh, what we value and, and, and position that, um, you know, in the wrestling community or the wrestling market in a way that uh, will, will uh, reach people. Right. Um, and so, so that's something that I've uh, maybe learned from my um, athletic communications background and, and, um, you know, some of the administrative experiences that I've had and, and uh, you know, being able, being someone that can, you know, uh, communicate with external constituents, um, you know, reach, reach outs are important, right? And, and constantly, you know, finding ways to, um, to kind of leave no stone unturned, you know, um, you know, who, who, who can we communicate with that can, um, you know, potentially, you know, want to learn more about Springfield or, or uh, you know, can, can benefit from knowing more about um, our program. And that's not just, you know, that's not just Springfield college. That's kind of anywhere that I've been, right. you know? Um, and so, so really being able to make your brand visible and, and, uh, and communicate who you are through, uh, through that marketing uh, effort. Um, so, yeah. One thing uh, I didn't know, uh, right. hundred year program or a thousand wins, right. Top five yeah. overall in wins. Correct. You want to talk on that a little bit? Yeah, so Springfield is is one of the oldest programs in the country. Um, I believe it started 1914, 1915. So, so we're you know about 100, 100, 500, six years in, right? And um, you know, it's uh, we we have over a thousand dual meet wins, only program in the country with over a thousand dual meet wins um, in Division Three right now. Um, you know, I know there's some programs catching up to us, like uh, even my alma mater at Wilkes. I know we. Um, you know, they're closing in on, they'll be closing in on a thousand, you know, within the next few years, I'm sure. And, um, you know, and, and uh, so, so we are, 
top five amongst all divisions too when dual meet wins. And, you know, that's primarily just because we've had a program in place for so long. And uh, Doug, the late Doug Parker, who uh, just passed away, was a longtime coach for 35 years. Um, you know, our wrestling room is named after him. Or we have the, the Doug Parker Invitational, which is a big Division three tournament, um, you know, early, uh, right before Thanksgiving that we host every year that's that's named after him. And, um, you know, he, you know, he, he had uh, an incredible amount of victories. I think, you know, he had close to, you know, 300, 400 wins as a coach, right? And and um, so, uh, and then Daryl Arroyo, who, who followed him, who had uh, who had a lot of a lot of dual me wins as a coach too. Right now, our head coach, uh, Jason Holder, he has uh, you know 100 and 100 uh, and eight dual me wins, 109 dual me wins, and in, in really nine seasons. It's his 11th season as a head coach. Obviously, we didn't compete this year, right. um, and 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 uh, you know, so in nine seasons, he's had 108 dual me wins. So we've racked up. You know, it, through the history, there's just been a lot of um, a lot of dual meet wins, and and so so yeah, we're in top five amongst all divisions, and and um, I believe the the top five programs in dual meet wins right now are uh, you know Iowa, Iowa State, Oklahoma, uh, Oklahoma State, Oregon State, and then uh, Springfield, um, and not not in that order, right? Um, and again, I would I would need to to double check uh, exactly which which uh, which order that's in, but but those those I believe are the top. Uh, you know, top five uh, right now. So, uh, but, but yeah, so, so it's, it, there's a lot of history that runs deep, you know, uh, you have uh, Jeff Blatnick, uh, you know, the late Jeff Blatnick who came out of uh, Springfield college, you know, yeah. I didn't yeah, know you went there. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. And he was uh incredible, you know, uh, incredible wrestler and, and uh, you yeah, know, went on to, to right. yeah, to do a lot of great work in broadcasting and, and coaching and, um, and, uh, and so, you know, we've, we've, uh, through, you know, you'll walk around our athletic facility and, and there's, um, you know, there's a lot of, uh, kind of reminders of, of Jeff Blatnick and, and honoring him. And, and, um, you know, he was uh, a 1984 Olympic gold medalist, um, in Greco Roman. And, uh, I believe he was one of, uh, that year was the, the first time, uh, America had had a Greco Roman Olympic champ. I believe it was, it was him and Steve Frazier who had, um, who had won uh, that year. So, so that's a really cool piece of history from, from Springfield. And, you know, obviously Jeff had, had a really, uh, you know, compelling story with, uh, you know, with overcoming Hodgkin's lymphoma. Uh, you know, he made the 1980 Olympic team, but that was the year of the U.S. boycott of the Olympics. Right. And, um, you know, he had, uh, he had had a brother who had passed away in a motorcycle accident, um, you know, uh, a little bit before that. And, and um, you know, had, had really overcome a lot of trials and tribulations to, to get to where he was as an Olympic gold, a gold medalist. And, and so, um, and so that's a really, uh, really compelling story, um, you know, from, uh, from, you know, coming out of Springfield, uh, Springfield college wrestling. He was also, a, you know, wrestled at Springfield when it was a division two program. So he was, uh, he was a two time uh, division two national champion at the time, you know, you could go on to wrestle in division ones and, and so, uh, so he won division two and all American in division one as well. So, wow. um, so yeah, so he had, he had a really cool, um, you know, really, really cool wrestling career. And again, broadcasted at, at the Ohio state tournament, right. And, and, uh, the UFC and, and obviously he called a lot of NCAA finals matches in division one. Um, so, yeah, so there was, there was a lot there. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Great. Uh, huge, huge ambassador to the sport. Um, I did not know he, he's from there. That's awesome. So, um, you you have your own podcast, right? That kind of yeah. got into that yeah. last year uh, a little bit. Yeah, yeah. We actually, uh, you know, my, you know, our co-assistant coach uh, Jimmy Casey you know, actually just 
he just took a job at an Empire, Empire Wrestling right? Academy. Okay. Yep, yep. And he was a he was an All American at the college, and um, you know we weren't competing in kind of that intercession like around the holidays, and and uh, we weren't actually on campus just because it was intercession, and um, and so you know we had a little bit of uh, you know downtime with not practicing and competing, and and uh, you know it was a thought you know in my head for a while that you know hey we should we should do this and. And, um, and so we kind of collaborated and, and started and, and really, you know, the genesis of it was, you know, there's so many great alumni from Springfield and, and associated with the program. If they're not alumni, you know, uh, this is a great way to, you know, to tell their story. Right. Okay. Um, and and uh, really give them a voice and a platform so that they can, um, you know, they can uh, share what they're what they're about and, and you know, the kind of the difference they've made in, in their careers. And and, uh, and really the coolest part about it has really been. Um, you know, the response has been, was, was awesome from alumni and, and um, you know, or even our, 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 our college community. And then, you know, and then also the stuff we've learned just through interviewing great guests, you know, and, and uh, you know, and I'm sure you can say the same, right. From, uh, from all the incredible guests that you've had on, um, you know, the wrestling community and, and beyond, but, um, but that's, that was something that, uh, you know, we've, we've been able to uh, kind of have and, and, and make our own. And, and so uh, we're going to, we hope to continue that as a, uh, as the year goes on, the Springfield so, yeah. Pridecast is that what it is? Yeah, the Springfield, yeah, the Springfield Pride. College, yeah, Springfield College uh, Wrestling Pridecast, or the Springfield Wrestling Pridecast, and that kind of was a play on words. Uh, you know, I got to give credit to to Jimmy Cation for for coming up with the Pridecast because we had uh, you know with the Springfield College Pride, mm-hmm. you know, and so um, and so instead of podcast, we called it the Pridecast, and oh. and uh, it was a cool little play on words, and uh, and so we kind of stuck with it and ran with it. Awesome. Awesome. And yeah. so you, you guys didn't get to compete this year, but you did have uh, some guys compete at the nationals, right? National tournament or do you have three guys? Yeah, One of our, yeah, one, one of our, yeah. One of our guys uh, competed at the D three uh, national open. Okay. And uh, yeah, he took, he took third uh, Gianni Manginelli. He took third at one thirty three, and uh, you know, had a, had a solid tournament, you know, hadn't, hadn't competed, um, you know, in over a year um, just cause his, his last uh, event was, you know, uh, before uh before the regionals last year so uh or the futures tournament right in, in 2020 so uh, so he had a he had a good showing and um you know we're excited for for his future uh for sure is he coming back he's back then yep yeah he's coming back he's he's uh he's only a sophomore you know technically will be sophomore eligible as a junior mm-hmm. uh in college next year so um yeah he's you know him and his brother joey have been great um kind of uh you know cultural guys for us and, and just in every way they're, you know, they're obviously they're, they're the workhorses on the mat. Um, they're great students. And then also just great guys to be around, you know, and, and, uh, and so his brother, Joey was actually an NCAA qualifier, uh, as a freshman and, and, uh, they're both out of, uh, Dumont, New Jersey. And so just really, really great kids. And, um, and so we're looking forward to, you know, continuing to have them on our team for another, at least two years. So That's nice. two to three years. Yeah. So is it things opening back up out there or- making it easier to recruit or what, what's the current status? Yeah. You know, yeah. yeah. So we're in Western, hour. <laughs> we're, yeah, we're in Western, you know, Massachusetts. And for a while there, um, there was a lot of, uh, you know, restriction, you know, just like anywhere, but I think, you know, uh, up here in kind of the New England area, things were a little bit more uh, maybe conservative in terms of, you know, um, traveling and, and uh, you know, some of the, some of the guidelines. So, um, so we've been able to get, you know, it's been laxed a little bit now as we approach the summer. Um, you know, and so, and so, yeah, so we've been able to get back on the road and, uh, recruit a little bit and, and, uh, you know, a lot of it has been happening through, 
um, you know, virtually or, or guys visiting campus, you know, there's some protocol that they have to, um, you know, go through before visiting campus. Um, but, um, you know, but yeah, so it's been, it's getting back to a more uh, normal pace uh, for sure. Awesome. Cool. Yeah. So who are some of the coaches, you know, wrestling roles, you know, small network, right? Yeah. Who are some of the yeah. guys you, you know, keep in your small network or could be big network in, in the college coaching world? Yeah. Yeah. No, that's, that's a great question. I think, you know, it's, um, you know, it, it kind of, it, for, for me, I mean, um, I, I, I've been fortunate to be around some great coaches and, and I uh, also, you know, I, I also think that, you know, there's some that uh, I've learned from just through, you know, guys that I haven't coached with necessarily, right. um, you know, that, that have, that have really been uh, instrumental, you know, and then obviously the guys that I have coached uh, either, you know, wrestled under coached with um, that I'm obviously in communication with and, and learning from and, and picking their brains, but, uh, but also guys that maybe I haven't coached with that I've maybe uh, coached against or, you know, cross paths with through the community, like, you know, a guy like Josh Malave, right. Who's been a great mentor, but I've never actually coached with Josh, but um, you know, but I've been able to, to really uh, learn a lot from him um, and how he does things and, and how he thinks, um, you know, Nate Shearer is another guy from, you know, Washington Lee. I know you've had him on the podcast as, as well. And, um, you know, we were in the same conference when I was at Gettysburg and um, was able to really learn a lot from him. And, and uh, again, you know, how he, how he approaches coaching, how he approaches building the program. Um, and so, so yeah, so there's, there's certainly, uh, you know, there's certainly a lot of coaches, you know, uh, Chris Belanca at Alvernia, who's, uh, you know, Alvernia is a D division three school in Pennsylvania, their newer program. Um, you know, been able to learn a lot from him as well. And, and, you know, and so, so it's, uh, and it's, it's, you know, it's encouraging, right. Because, uh, so many of these guys are, 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 are older coaches or, or been around, a, you know, a lot longer than I have and, and, uh, and, you know, how generous they are with their time and, and willing to kind of mentor young coaches, you know, not just me, but so many others. I think it's, uh, you know, it says a lot about the community. It says a lot about, you know, the coaching profession, um, you know, that, that, uh, yeah, we're competitive and, and, uh, you know, may, maybe we're competing uh, against each other, but at the same time, they're, they're still so willing to, um, you know, provide insight and, and mentorship and, uh, and developing, you know, continue developing coaches. So, um, but then, yeah, but again, obviously, you know, guys like Marcus Gordon, you know, John Lawton Slogger, who, um, who is a great mentor to me. He's, he's the coach who I wrestled under, uh, at Wilkes university. He's a district 11 guy from Lehigh Valley and, actually wrestled at Welch from their division one and, and his coach there basically ever since, you know, and, um, and then obviously, you know, Russ Hughes and, um, you know, Andy Vogel and, and, and these kinds of guys. So, um, so yeah, so there's, uh, there's definitely, you know, more on, more on that list that I'd like to, you know, right. pick, pick the brains of, but, um, and, um, you know, it's, it's, uh, it, it's always evolving, right. Uh, just cause you, you, yeah, yeah. Just cause, uh, you know, there's, you, you meet new coaches or, or uh, you know, you, you learn, you can learn from anyone. Um, you know, that's how I kind of view it, right? If you stay curious um, and, and are always willing to kind of, uh, you know, have a learning oriented mindset, you know, you can, um, you know, you can really learn from anyone. A hundred percent, hundred percent agree. Yeah. Um, so you're four years into coaching, right? Yeah. There's yeah. some of the guys, uh, you know, you work with, look up to whatever it may be. What would you say to, you know, someone graduating, obviously, this year or in the near future that are thinking about coaches, what would you, I guess, words of wisdom to them? Um, yeah, that's, you know, that's a great question. I, I think um, I would say one, um, 
you know, believe in kind of what you, you offer as a coach, I think, um, and kind of be who you, you know, who you are as a coach. I think uh, early on, we tend to adopt the mindsets and, and the behaviors of guys we were either wrestled under or coached with. And, uh, you know, you can't, uh, you know, I, I think as coaches, we are great copiers and, and uh, you know, we can adopt a lot of great things from a lot of other coaches, but, um, you know, being independent thinking and, and, you know, really able to critically think about what you believe as a coach and, and, um, and being able to bring that to the table and offer that um, to a program, you know, um, and not just kind of being, you know, uh, I, you know, maybe, maybe for lack of better words, you know, a yes man and, and just doing everything that, uh, you know, that, that everyone else does. Right. Is um, I think you, you got to be agreeable and you got to, um, you know, respect the decisions of who you're working with and for, uh, but also being able to add value and, and, um, you know, be independent and critical, uh, be an independent thinker and critical thinker, um, you know, in your own right. Um, and so, and that's how you can, you know, and that's how you can learn how, uh, what your own coaching philosophy is and, and, uh, you know, what you believe as a coach so that you can, you know, offer, offer that best experience to, to guys. Um, but then also, you know, re, re, you know, in terms of like getting your foot in the door and that kind of thing, I mean, I would say, you know, reaching, reaching out to coaches, right. I mean, you know, there's nothing, um, there's nothing that can really, uh, you know, go wrong. You either get rejected or, or you, uh, or you potentially can have an opportunity, you know, and I think that's sometimes the hardest thing for, for young coaches is to, to get that first opportunity. And, um, and, you know, that, that, uh, you know, that takes some risks, you know, so being able to reach out to people or, um, you know, being able to kind of build your brand in a way early on, um, can help too. Um, so you can, so you can, you know, communicate who you are, um, and, uh, and, you know, separate yourself in that way. Uh, because again, it's, it's, uh, it could be hard to get that first coaching gig. Um, and, uh, but I think once you, once you do, and, and if you do a good job, um, and if you feel like you still want to be in it, um, you know, it could, uh, you know, contempt, it could spiral into some good things once you have, once you have that first opportunity. hundred percent. So where can, uh, where can the listeners find you with, uh, social media, you know, are you most active on or work, where, where can they, yeah. how can they, yeah. So, yeah, so on Twitter, it's uh, Pankill Chander. So uh, just my first last name on on Instagram. It's you know my first name underscore last name, and okay. um, you know, and, and then obviously our our team uh, social media handles are you know SC Pride uh, underscore Wrestle, um, you know, at Twitter and and, uh, and Instagram. So um, and same thing on Facebook. So it's it is uh yeah we're we're very active. Um, you know, I try to be active on social media as much as, much as I can, and and then obviously on our team accounts that are. Um, kind of trying to spread the word of, uh, of what we're doing and, and uh, hopefully have some more uh, podcasts dropping soon, more podcast episodes dropping soon. So that's awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Well, thank you. Thank you. Do you have anything else for the listeners? Anything else you want to share or talk about? Yeah. I wanted to jump back to your, uh, to your point on the, the football coaches. So uh, Steve Spagnolo. Okay, cool. Springfield guy. <laughs> yeah. 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 Awesome. yeah. He was, it was funny because I was thinking, I was thinking about, it. I was like, Oh man, I, I had the, the, the one, the biggest name at the time. Right. I, no, I know that goes. It's like, I know, I know there's yeah, some yeah. out there and then it's like, Oh yeah. yeah. It clicks. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So he was, he was actually, he's actually a Springfield guy and, and uh, you know, everyone knows who Steve Spagnuolo is. So, right. um, but, uh, but yeah, so, you know, but again, that, that list kind of goes on with, you know, strength and conditioning division one, two, three, you know, you name it, the private sector. Um, um, so, so yeah, so there's a, there's a lot of cool, cool stories that hopefully we can, we can try to share at some point uh, through, uh, through our content. Right. That's awesome. Yeah. Maybe too, maybe too many to share. 
No, it's awesome. It, you got to start somewhere, right? As far as telling yeah. the stories and, you know, it's one at a time and yeah. let them know what you're about. So, yeah. Well, thank you, coach. I appreciate your time and, uh, you know, looking forward thank to you, seeing you guys' success as a team and, and your growth as a coach. So thank you. If you have an athlete looking to compete at the next level, have them reach out to the wrestling consultant and use code BA hour for a free 15 minutes. If you're looking for more wrestling content, check out the Barbarian Hour podcast on YouTube and podcast platforms.